0: You're now listening to Empty Opinions with Eladie Polanco. Alright, yet another solo episode by me, because that's what you guys just watch, right? That's what you guys watch this podcast for? Awesome. Sorry. Uh, beat called Free, uh, J-Cole X-J-I-D type beat, Fear of God. I am pro- It is produced by Tide, that's his name. Alright, let's see how this beat drops let's see how these beat drops you know i'm trying to get rocked by a girl in some gucci flip flops whoa okay i can see the flow going kind of crazy all these people telling me that i'm going crazy because i'm doing this podcast oh well i don't really care what people think they just know that i'm by myself doing it all myself a production or video or audio you know that's how it goes feel like i'm trying too hard for this freestyle it's just a really good beat that you can't get wild at i don't care you can be unorthodox as fuck when you rap on this you can tell this is made for people who can flow all kind of shit they can flow on a regular beat this beat's more like a lyricist beat i can feel it I can tell you that that's really what it is I don't understand what I'm saying right now I don't know is I don't want to get wild on this beat when I say some crazy shit you ain't never heard before yes I know you scared of me I know that you are a whore you're not a whore I mean why do we call women whores guys we need to stop doing that women can have sex with whoever they want and then you know Or actually, we can call them whores, but I don't think whore has a negative connotation, you know what I mean? We should get rid of that. Like, guys can be whores. Women can be whores. It's just a term of somebody who has sex with a lot of people. You know, it's not necessarily bad or good. It's just what it is. Yeah. Just explaining what a whore is kind of made me feel like a loser, honestly. But a lot of the times that I'm freestyling on his beats makes me feel like a loser anyway because I feel like I'm trying to say something like that matters or something that sounds nice over a beat, but honestly, it all goes to shit when I really try, so let me stop it right there, and welcome you guys to Empty Opinions with Eladio Polanco. My name is Eladio Polanco, in case you did not know that, and this is a podcast where I aim to enlighten and entertain by providing perspectives from all kinds of people. That's the tagline, like the professional tagline, I guess, if you could say you know, to make this podcast a little bit more professional, you know, you I, you imagine if like the right set of eyes come into this uh a ep- podcast, you know what I mean? This podcast could be the next big thing, the next JBP, the EPP, the EPEP, oh, no, EOEP. That's what the, those are the initials. Empty Opinions with Eladio Blanco, EOEP. Yeah, doesn't sound as good, whatever. But yeah, that's what this podcast is. Um, also whenever it, you know, sometimes I have guests on and that's what, what last episode was. And I had a guest and I kind of had a conversation with them, but when it's just me, I kind of like to go over just thoughts that I have in the world, pop culture topics, or just things that I, uh, you know, i thought of this week that I want to get my thoughts on or like my ideas on, like maybe rent a little bit. Who knows? This podcast is a mystery. It's a mystery box. Kind of like the new show from Damon Lindelof, Watchmen should watch it. I did an episode of the last I did a uh, a review of the last episode on a new segment I'm doing called empty reviews on this podcast feed or in this podcast show. Um, so you guys should check that out as well. But if you're not probably watching any of those things you're probably gonna most likely ignore it. So and I don't I don't blame you if you do you should just focus if you want on the main show. This is episode thirty three I believe And, um, you know, as usual, I'm going to talk about a list of topics for this episode. I'm only going to have six. because I want to try to keep it a little bit less long because, you know, it's kind of hard to, I feel like, you know, about 30 minutes is what I should aim for when it's just me. When I have a guest, it could go on for longer. But when it's just me, I feel like, yeah, it only makes sense for me to just go on for about 30 minutes and just talk about a few topics and GTFO real quick. All right, the first thing I want to talk about. Here's the first thing I want to talk about. Kanye, Kanye, Kanye West. He has released his album, Jesus is King, um, to bad reviews. To a lot of bad reviews, actually. Seldom people have actually liked this album, which is interesting because um, it kind of shows this thing that's happening with Kanye that I've noticed. And it's something that even like Joe Budden has spoken about about how Kanye isn't putting as much effort into the music, and you know, even if you don't look at the music itself, right, just the way his albums have been rolling out for the past, what, three years, uh, the past three albums, like, Life of Pablo, that was one of the craziest album rollouts I've ever seen in my life, I remember that, that was like a a, a frenzy, everybody was going nuts over that album, you know what I mean? Then came Yay, which apparently wasn't done, like, he had a whole album, and scrapped that, and decided to do a whole other album, um, at that moment, you know, and this is the second time he's done that, now with Jesus Jesus is King, and Yandi. apparently Yandi was gonna be, like, amazing, like, a great album, and he said, ah, fuck that, and then decided to make Jesus is King, in a very short amount of time, uh, and turns out, I mean, a lot of reviews have been coming in, a lot of people listening to the music are just, like, yeah, this just feels rushed and not good. You can't really hear the effort on this album. And again, that's something I wanted to talk about, how Kanye's not putting enough effort into the music. And again, like I said, Joe Budden has spoken about this. He says that's why he doesn't want to listen to his music anymore. It's because he can feel the lack of effort into the music that he puts in, and he kind of wants to force the artists or the creatives to put a little bit more effort into the music. Um and I agree. And I mean, this is just kind of a, a, the latest example of this, you know, this was similar to when yay come out, when yay came out, a lot of people said they didn't put enough effort into it, but it was still getting rave reviews. There was people who loved that album. So it wasn't like people were really complaining. Like he did yay in like a week, probably. Uh, but people loved it. So people didn't really care for the lack of effort. You know, if you, if, if you don't put a lot of effort into something and you're in and, and it's good, good for you it's like when you procrastinate to make a to write a paper for the last night if you get an a i guess it doesn't matter but more than likely you probably won't right that's a problem with procrastinating that's a problem in general with not putting effort into something that's something that Kanye is going through right now so and again let me let me put this well not again let me say this i have not listened to jesus is king mainly because of that lack of effort thing that everybody has been saying right so I can't personally attest to the lack of effort. I mean I hear the production's amazing but the lyrics are trash and some of the songs don't even sound mastered. So that can definitely go into the rushing part of the of the controversy that Kanye has had recently. So I'm not, you know, I'm saying that I haven't listened to the album, just so you take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. I mean, this is empty opinions, so this podcast is just surrounded about the fact that I can talk shit about something and not know anything about it. Like retail therapy. The other week, I was talking about retail therapy. I had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> I had no idea what I, was say- what I was saying. That was just my opinion, my uninformed opinion on it. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh interesting what Kanye is going through right now. Um, and another topic that kind of leads directly into this, another Kanye related topic, you know, so that's the lack of effort into Jesus's game, but even Kanye just making an album, a gospel album and trying to profit off it, um, has gotten a lot of negative reception a lot of people have not liked that and feel like he's just using religion as his way to make money or to make religion cool to profit off of it. Right. Um, and I mean, I can always, you know, I wasn't really fully sold on that idea. I always thought, okay, I think he really believes in what he's saying, but I always did see like, yeah, there's a little part of it, a part of me that's just like, yeah, he's probably doing it for the money. Most of it, probably a big reason for whatever he's doing is because of the money. Um, and now has not, it has been even more apparent because he recently did an interview or I don't know where he said it. Uh, where he said that his faith was rewarded with a $68 million tax refund. And I saw that headline. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's doing this shit for the money. And I never even thought about the fact that you can do, since this is like religiously affiliated, he's getting a lot of tax breaks because it has to do with religion. So then that makes this even more like insidious. The fact that he's using this you know, and he's actually profiting a lot from it. And you can't deny that's probably part of the reason why he's doing that in the first place, you know, like doing all the Jesus is King tour and doing that, uh, Sunday service album that he announced on December or something, uh, on Christmas Eve. I think it is like Jesus is born or something. I don't remember what the album's called, but it's interesting that that little thing that he said with the $68 million tax refund, I was like, it was very apparent to me when he said that. I don't even know he should have said that, honestly, but he did because you know he's a little loose in the head, as if we as we've seen before. But it was just interesting, like, wow, yeah, you just kind of showed the world what you really care about. I mean, he might care about religion, you know, he might be a real Christian, but then again, he's making a lot of money off of it. So you know, how can you judge someone's intentions? Where When, like, you're making a lot of money off of that good thing. Like, is it because you really want it? Or is it because you're getting a lot of money from it? And, I mean, it looks like it could be both. But to me, it's tipping on the other side of the scale of, like, yeah, he wants to make money. And this is leaving him money. I really never thought about the tax break part of all this. And that's the most insidious part. And that's the part I don't think a lot of people are really talking about. Maybe it's just, like, obvious and that's why nobody's talking about it. But, damn, he's really not, he's getting a lot of tax breaks for all this Jesus is King shit. It's wild. Yeah. But Kanye is a wild guy. So, and you know, his antics are not going to stop. So we just got to wait and see what else he does. Um, yeah, that's just all my thoughts on Kanye. Uh, and moving on to another topic I want to talk about that kind of has to do with Kanye because you know, at the end of the day, Kanye is married to a white woman. Hey guys, I'm back on the white woman shit. You know what I mean? The last solo episode, that's all I talked about, or a big part of it, was talking about these fucking white women. Uh, and I was talking about how like Tinder is really for white people and you can't really match with a white girl and like my weird insecurity that's happening with white women. I think that has evolved now to me slowly resenting white women. And the reason I realized I was starting to resent white women, it was because I was in class randomly and a weird thought popped into my head. I was like, yeah, why do I feel like most white women are stupid? Like, and then I started to really think about it. Like, what? Which white women are smart? Like, and, and then I started to think about the white women that were saying stuff. Uh, And then it eventually kind of led on to like white people as a whole. I don't think they're that smart. Um, uh, but to f- focus it on white women, I think that's the root of this because I think I'm. That's when I, I had that thought. I'm like, white women aren't smart. I was like. Why the fuck am I thinking that? And then I was like, oh, because I'm growing resentment towards these white women because they won't match with me or like me. It's this weird thing that I, for some reason, yo, this is the fucked up thing about living in America, man. When the majority are white people and you feel like white people don't fuck with you, it kind of fucks with your head because you're like, why the fuck am I not getting acceptance from them? Right? Because you see white people as like the majority, like the the ideal Americans. And then when you're living in America and you're trying to integrate yourself into America, you're just like, okay, you're looking for their acceptance. And for some, some, I mean, as of now, as far as I know, I'm not really getting it, at least not in the dating sense or the relationship sense, right? Like, you know, I keep feeling like I, I can't not, I, I keep feeling like I can't be with a white woman. Right. Uh, so I think that is slowly turning into resentment for white women. And I know a lot of people who have resentment towards white women, right? Like that's not just a me thing. I think a lot of minority guys have that. Um, but it's interesting, you know, and then, and then you think about that and how fucked up that is. And then you think about the, the, the minority guys who do get with white women and how they love it or so they say they say they love being with white women it's interesting it's a weird psychology thing that i could probably get deeper on of like what the fuck is going on with our brains that we need acceptance from white women and for some reason we're not getting it and then we start resenting them and then when we do get it we like fall in love with them and fetishize them in a certain way it's weird it's a weird fucked up dynamic that there is with white women And then there's also the thing of, like, how important white women are in our society, you know, in American society. It's, 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 I can get so much deeper into this. This is probably a conversation I can have in my global communications class or something. But it's just interesting that I am slowly growing resentment towards white women. And I'm telling you, look, if I don't date a white woman by the time college is done, I for sure am going to resent the fuck out of white women. And I can just see it in my future. I can see that happening. But then again, I am going to be moving to, or at least I'm planning on moving to LA as soon as my four years are done. So then it's like, the fuck, what am I going to do over there? It's mostly white women. So what the fuck am I going to do? You know, I can't really resent the the women that I'm going to be mainly surrounded by. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to to keep you guys posted on this fucking white women, (laughs) this white women journey because it should be the episode of the... The title of this episode, White Women Journey. Uh, no, I mean, it's a weird title. But maybe I'll think of a better one. Who knows? But, yeah, that's just interesting. What? Yeah. What the fuck is it about white women? All right, I think that's enough, you know? White women are starting to become, like, my new relationship shit. Uh, you know how I talked about my ex for the first, like, 20 episodes? I think white women are going to become that for me because I cannot figure them out. I'm going to need to get a white woman in this podcast very soon because I need to talk about a lot of that shit. Um, and I am getting a white guest soon. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that happens. Fingers crossed. And I have so much to ask this guy. Uh, he's going to feel so uncomfortable that I'm referring him to. And you're a white guy. So this as a white guy, how do you, he's probably going to feel super uncomfortable. But I do not care. Um, I really hope this is recording. <laughs> the, or at uh, the camera, at least because now, you know, the last episode didn't fucking record, so now I'm, like, paranoid. Now I almost feel like checking. Eh, whatever. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Who fucking cares, you know? Uh, hopefully it does, but if it doesn't, fuck it. Um, all right, moving on to another topic. Oh, this is an interesting topic. This is an interesting, interesting topic. Um, I'm starting to realize that this podcast is very much like an urban podcast, you know? which they're not a lot of, I mean, there's a couple of them, but it's not as big because podcasting is mainly a white thing. Uh, so it's interesting that this has become like an urban podcast just because my surroundings and how I grew up and my perspective. Um, but yeah, that's interesting because you're going to see that a lot. you are going to understand what, what I'm trying to say with that, with this next topic, um, where, you know, Joker came out as one of the most successful movies of the year. It's made even more of a profit than Avengers Endgame, which is nuts. Um, uh, but yeah, so Joker has made a lot of money. A lot of people are watching it as a phenomenon. And there's a scene in the joke in Joker, uh, that's even in the trailers where Joker's like going down the stairs, right. And like in dancing in the stairs and shit It's become a meme and all that. So, Uh, since this movie has become such a phenomenon these stairs have become like a tourist spot where people can go down them and start dancing and you know recreate the joker scene uh for themselves right but apparently from new york new york natives and bronx natives this these steps are like the least touristy spot in the bronx because it's like Where a lot of crazy shit has happened. A lot of people have died. A lot of people, you know, have (laughs) tripped down the steps. It's like a lot of bad shit has happened in those steps. And so the people who from the Bronx are just like, why the fuck did this become a tourist spot? Why are these people just dancing on the steps? Something bad could happen, right? So this is where like, yeah, get the fuck out of our steps. Like the Bronx people are just like that. To all the white people trying to recreate uh, the Joker dance. Um, and it's gotten to the point that there was recently a video that was put out, I saw it on Reddit, um, where there was this guy who was throwing eggs at the people dancing on the Joker stairs. <laughs> Alright, and the fact that I'm even laughing kind of shows you where my perspective is on this, right? And then I saw the comments on that post and there was just like a bunch of presumably white people, you know. It's a very good assumption based on the platform I was on, Reddit. Uh, but they were all just like, "This guy's an asshole. What the fuck is wrong with him? Get him out of here. This guy's a dickhead. What is he doing? Get him out. This is horrible. This guy's so such a piece of trash. He can't throw eggs. Your throwing form is wrong, right?" And I was reading that, and I was like, "Yeah, this is the divide between <laughs> white people <laughs> and minorities, or at least Bronx natives, because everybody was just like." the white side, the white people who probably were would be the ones to be the tourists in the steps were just like, this guy's an asshole. And then everybody else that was from the Bronx was like, good for you. This is great. <laughs> and I don't know. Look, and I mean, let me say this: Obviously, it's wrong that this guy's throwing eggs at people, right? Just it doesn't even matter what the context says. This is just bad. But I can't help but think it's just hilarious that is this guy throwing nags at these people, these tourists, to get the fuck out of these steps that are presumably, you know, they, The only reason they're there is because of a freaking movie and not before and not, and presumably after this passes, not after. So it's just like they're fed up. It's like, the fuck are you doing? We've been like struggling with these steps, right? This is being a big part of our struggle in the Bronx. And then you guys are just coming here to take pictures and leave. You know, I one thousand percent get that perspective. I'm honestly kinda behind that perspective. Uh, but I still understand that people are saying, Oh, this guy's a bad person for throwing eggs. Obviously, throwing eggs is a bad thing. But it's just hilarious that white people are getting so riled up over this and the people who live in the Bronx are just like, That's the Bronx hero. That's the Bronx hero we need (laughs) It's just hilarious. It just shows the weird dichotomy of America, and just, you know, why we will never get along. Moving on, um, <laughs> all right, another thing that I'm getting real tired of, I am I'm, I mean, it's, it's getting annoying to this point, um, and I'd, I haven't really had a problem with this before, um, but it's never even been a thing that I've enjoyed in the first place, let me clarify what I'm talking about, um, so Megan the Stallion, one of the hardest, one of the, hardest, I guess she's a hard rapper, but one of the hottest, both figuratively and literally artists, one of the hottest artists out right now, Megan Thee Stallion, uh, she's, yeah, she's everywhere. And then, you know, she's also known not only for her very, you know, great raps, but also her look and how, you know, voluptuous, uh, how the fuck you pronounce that word? Let me look it up. Voluptuous, volup there we go. Voluptuous. Voluptuous. There we go. Yeah. See, if you guys are listening to this, you learn something new every day. But yeah, so she's, you know, obviously voluptuous, a voluptuous woman. And um, she's been showing off her twerking game, uh, like how well she can twerk. And it's kind of like impressed and left people with their jaws on the floor for about like three months, three to six months, at least. Uh, people are just cannot get more it can't get enough of Megan the Stallion twerking. Meanwhile, I'm just like, all right, this is fucking enough. It's like every week I see a video of Megan the Stallion twerking. And I'm like, if you see that for six months straight, you're not going to get tired of it. Right? Like, and look, I've never been that big of a twerk guy myself. Like I don't, you know, it's not my shit to see women twerking. Like for some reason it just doesn't do it for me. But even then it's like, that's just, like, getting too much, right, like, it's, it it is, and I mean, I I think I might be the only person in the world that feels like this, like, what kind of guy would be complaining about making the Stallion fucking twerking, like, all the time, but I don't know, for some reason, it's just getting annoying to this point, it's, like, the only thing she does, you know what I mean, it's, like, she's just, and it's the same, like, twerking, where it's, like, down to her knees, and, like, shaking her ass, it's, like, you know, I feel like it, it's enough, right? Like, it, it, come on. Like, you know, I get it. It's awesome to look at. But it's like, y'all not really getting tired of it? I am. Like, I keep seeing this shit every at least once a week for the past six months. It's, it's a video of Megan Thee Stallion Twerking. And everybody's like, oh, my God, her Twerking is so amazing. But it's like, y'all not tired of it? Like, it's not going to get tiresome for y'all? It definitely is for me. Like, I and it, you know she has this new song out called, uh, Ride or Die, which is a great song, but that she did, like, this twerking video, I think it's, like, fucking, the whole video is her twerking to it, on a, like, iPhone camera quality, and I'm, like, yo, alright, that's fucking enough, right, like, how many times am I gonna see the same type of twerking, it's nothing really new, so it's, like, and there's, like, a hundred other videos you can watch if you really want to, it's, like, to me, it's getting annoying at this point, um, but I still like her as an artist. She's one of the best artists out right now. Uh, she's a super hot artist. And I, and I really like her music. It's just, you know, these twerking videos are getting out of hand. At least in my opinion. Um, and yeah, and okay. And now the last thing I want to do before I close out this episode is going to reflect on the last episode I did. So, if you guys didn't see it, episode 32, I was uh, it was uh, a talk, a conversation with my old uh, Spanish teacher. Uh, Mr. Dos, Carlos Dos Santos. Um, And yeah, we just talked for like 90 minutes or like 80 minutes. He's um, uh, definitely the longest episode I've done. And there was a lot of stuff in there that like kind of hit me in like shit I needed to hear. Like I'm going to go back to the episode a lot because there's so many nuggets, especially for me that I was just like, Yeah, where he, like, described me perfectly, and I was like, fuck, and then he said, why are you doing this? And I had no idea why I was doing it, like, when he was talking about, you know, me not kind of ending the, like, doing something rash and ending this, like, friendship I had with this girl because she didn't really want to do anything, or want to proceed further in any romantic way, and I was just like, all right, that's, all right, I'm good enough, I don't need friends, that's what, that was my mindset, right, and then I was telling him that, and he was just like, why, why would you do that, why would you just be so rash about it, and I was just like, I don't know, For for some reason, he just, I, I, for some reason, I just wanted to do that, but then he was just like, why can't you just be friends, and then he said even something realer to me, he was just like, look, most likely, the, your ideal relationship is going to come from a friendship. So you ending all these friendships and cutting them rashly, it's like, you know, you're, you're cutting potential relationships like in the long haul, this is stupid. And I was like, I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, it is stupid. I don't know why I'm doing that, but it's just something that I've been doing. And yeah, he definitely kind of changed my mind and not doing that anymore. Um, I mean, what else did he say? The other thing he told me was kind of like a strategy for like texting women. It's like I shouldn't really be like trying to text a lot back and forth and keep going and waiting for the person to text. He was just kind of like treat it like very casually, like maybe three or four times a day, text her or something like that. And like say good morning in the morning or like good night kind of like gently remind like texting her checking up on her but not really having full text conversations and then he said that it gives them it gives the women enough space for them to decide if they want to you know take things to a higher level with you right um and i agree i think that's actually a great strategy the only problem is i I've, and i've said this a lot it's like guys are the ones who have to take things to the next level or like take things up a notch. Like it's never women that are going to be like, do, do a move. Right. It's always has to be the guy that makes a move. So I've always worried like who, oh, if I don't do the move, nothing's going to happen. Right. Like you it, just going to stay sale. But you know, that's what I've always thought. And I think I might be right on that, but I think he's kind of saying that it will just kind of happen organically that there is no, like, move that you have to do, there is no, you would do the move, but it would be in the moment, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't know exactly at that moment, you won't have to think beforehand of doing the move, it was just gonna happen, I think that's what he was referring to, or at least that's what he's trying to say to me, and, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was just a very insightful, um, episode, and a lot of stuff I'm really gonna start implementing in my life, I think, I needed to talk to him, you know, because he like I even told him he's like one of my role models. He's like somebody I really look up to and respect his opinion and his advice because he's had uh, so much shit happen to him. And I mean, we even talked about that. He had like his brother committed suicide and I was even surprised he wanted to talk about it. It was really heavy stuff. But I mean, you know, I don't want this podcast to just be all silly laughs and shit, you know, like I want to have real conversations, too, because I enjoy that. But, yeah, that was just a great episode. I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm I'm just, you know, I'm just glad that I got him on. And I'm definitely going to try to ha- have him on and actually record the video for it. Hopefully the fucking camera doesn't die the next time. Because of that his episode, the camera for some reason didn't record anything. You know, it's awful. But at least I had the audio and was able to do some visualizer shit to the clips. But, yeah, that was a great episode. And something that I'm really going to implement in my life. A lot of the shit he said. And I suggest you guys listening or watching this to go back to that episode if you haven't and watch it. And I think there's a lot of interesting nuggets in there, like nuggets of wisdom. And that's also why I wanted to have him on. He's like 49 years old. He has a lot of wisdom. He's a very wis- uh What the fuck is a word? Uh, uh He's full of wisdom. He's a wise guy. He's a wise person. So I wanted to get him on just for that. Uh, And then we're going to go back (laughs) to guys my age. We'll talk about fucking uh, women and shit Um, (laughs) because that's just the duality of this podcast. Uh, And that's it. That's another episode of Empty Opinions with Lottie Polanco. This was actually a very good episode. I don't know exactly what the reason is for that. I don't know. It's because I was feeling a little bit more energetic or my dialogue is on point this time. But I don't know. Like the last solo episode... It was a lot of moments where I just kind of had to think. This one, like the bro- the broadcasting was better, I think, um, and the topics flew better. I don't know. It just felt like a better episode. I don't know why, um, but that's how it is with podcasts. Like you have good episodes, you got okay episodes, you got bad episodes. What can you do? Um, the way we end every episode is with a segment I like to call the the ox. Uh, the ox is where I play one of my songs, one of my favorite songs I've been listening to. Uh, recently for this episode, I'm going to be playing a song of uh, Guap, Dad, Guap Dad 4000's new album Dior Deposits. is a It's a good album. You know, I wish I loved more of the songs, but there's some songs I truly loved in there. And um, he's become like, he's a very, he's an artist to watch for sure. And the song I'm going to be playing is called uh, Iced Out Gold Chain, um, again, of Dior Deposits uh yeah and that was again another episode of um empty opinions with a lot of polanco thank you guys so much for listening i enjoyed doing this so much and i'll see you guys in the next episode peace yes,
1: iced out gold chain frostbite none pain i can't stand rain. i can't be the same why they wanna do me dirty why they niggas wanna Burn me, baby. Wanna hold the thirty? I've been drinking, I've been swerving. Yeah, just wanna be a baller, yeah, real shot caller. I just wanna go out and fuck somebody's daughter. Don't mind if I act wild, that's how I was brought up. Og's oh look soft. We just doing what you taught us. Cuban zirconium, and these niggas ain't clear. I'm a deuce with my earrings, I put Versace in my ear. Wanna upgrade my levels, I'm moving to the upper tier. I'm surrounded by waves, I turn my body to appear, Low on the phone, I'm re learning how to steer. When I open my mouth, you see chandeliers. Wanna tap the IP like Try and Peer. Find new walls in that bitch, I'm the pussy pioneer i need to check my self-control no i need to dip myself and go whoa i need to not drink and drive when i'm on the way to l.a from the bay riding on the fire i need to not measure my success in precious jewels cause it's crazy what a nigga like me to go through for iced out gold chain frostbite none of pain i can't stand and i can't same. Why they wanna do me dirty? Why they things wanna murder me? Make me wanna hold the dirty. I've been drinking, I've been swimming. yeah. I live a wild life, can't get myself to pipe down. Uh, down south, girl, coming out wants to get piped down. Uh, I got a fresh piece for the car, can yeah, you coming over. You wear something sexy from the fashion over. Hey. Ay, driving fast, almost a rover, over. Ay, seen her ex, almost so ran him over. Uh, a couple stacks on a nigga head. I need all my. Like I'm with yeah. All my diamonds water walking like they Moses. You a pussy, you a peon, you a pigeon poser. Yeah, and I got the glow like a neon poster. She coming over, she sitting on me. I don't need a sofa. I got the Henny, my niggas with me. That's gonna bring them over. Slapping that guapalé so you know that that's gonna bring them closer. Never know what you might do when you see me with her. Iced out, gold chain, frostbite, none of the pain. I I can't stand, rain. I can't be the same Why they wanna do me dirty? Why they niggas wanna murder me? Make me wanna hold the dirty I've been drinking, I've been swerving.